here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 107 FM in Kruenstadt. Thank you so much for staying with us. Um, just gone 1.30 and uh, this is when we bring in our ethnobotanist Jean-François Sobieski as he takes us through all healing plants with all the questions that you keep sending. So we're going to start with some of the questions that you've sent, but let me just welcome Jean onto the show. Welcome to the show, Jean. Hi, Pimelo. How are Thanks you today? Absolutely <laughs> lovely to have you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, Jean, can we pick up on some questions that were left over from last week? We've got lots and lots of questions. Sure, um, sure. As the season changes, people are asking about allergies. Mm. Yes. Right. Okay. So to to kind of um, reduce allergy states. Yeah? Yes, yes. So for that, Pimelo, people need to keep their antioxidant levels high. So vitamin C, um, um, anti-allergy um, plants like uh, the cayenne pepper as I mentioned is also really good but keeping your antioxidants your vitamin A, C and E high will prevent those um, those reactions you know the, the histamine reactions and, and allergy reactions so it's very important to keep your your, your vitamins vitamins and minerals up you know levels up mm-hmm. and, and yes. I mean is there anything else once once the person has already got the allergies is there anything that could quickly alleviate um, those yeah, um, in my practice, I used um, quercetin. I think we mentioned, you know, quercetin is one of those wonder phytochemicals, which you find in various things. Like we talked about the guava leaf having quercetin, red onions having quercetin. Um, quercetin is, um, it's a, a flavonoid, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's a phytochemical, a plant chemical. Um, it, it helps to reduce allergy, allergy states. So you can actually find quercetin in a supplement form. If you look in health shops, um, and so what I used to use for very with very good results, for example, for eczema and for allergy states, um, is first of all making sure that all the vitamins A, C, E, zinc, and selenium, those are your five key nutrients that are important for biochemical detoxification. So, you know, if you if your liver is healthy and detoxing and, and processing all the toxins in the body, then, you know, you have less less allergy states. So you're making sure those are all uh, happy. And then um, buying or eating foods with lots of quercetin. So quercetin is Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N, quercetin. Um, and then what, another plant that is very good for allergy states is a skullcap. It's called skull, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, skull and bones. Mm-hmm. Skull cap, um, scutellaria baicalensis. Uh, it's, uh, you get two different types of scutellaria. One is um, lateriifolia, which is more for anxiety and stress, um, which is really good, actually, for that. And then you get scutellaria baicalensis. And um, that plant has actually got activity against covid Actually, against um, I wouldn't say COVID. Apologies, I would say uh, Corona, uh, the class of coronaviruses. So, Scutellaria baicalensis is a very profound medicinal plant. It's uh, used in Chinese medicine, um, and that actually, uh, when I used uh, Scutellaria baicalensis together with quercetin um, and looked at the diet, uh, then I got really good results. And um, on that note. Um, Camilla, we're going to be talking, I think, about flaxseed today. Um, So linked to that is also the role of um, inflammatory compounds in your body. So um, 
people can uh, also eat vitamin E um, and evening primrose oil. And those two uh, oils, they, they prevent inflammatory pathways in the body, or chemical pathways in the body, which are called prostaglandins. Uh, you get three different levels few different series of those inflammatory compounds. You get one, two, and three. Um, the f- um, I always get confused which ones are which. Um, but the, the, se- the second series and the third series are pro-inflammatory, and the first series is anti-inflammatory. The point is, is that if people eat um, evening primrose oil in their diet and vitamin E, then you prevent the, the formation of inflammatory compounds like leukotrienes. They're also called they're all big long names, but basically the, the point is, is that they have, um, they prevent the allergy states also from becoming worse. Okay, so let's, yeah. let's then talk about the flaxseed. Yes, yeah. So, so flaxseed is a is a really great plant. It's often called me to you know uh, in my diet to take it because um, one of the big problems we have in our society with health, Canelo, is inflammation. I mean, inflammation is the predisposer of of illness, right, of disease. And a lot of the fats we have in our diet and, and foods like meat uh, and sweets and wheat and grains um, produce inflammation in the body, which is a predisposer of disease. So the, to counteract that inflam- inflammation, we need to eat um, counteracted with anti-inflammatory foods. And certain essential fatty acids, um, you often hear about omega-3. Right, so omega-3 oils. What? Why they're so sought after, um, Camelo, and and desired to be in a healthy diet is that they actually have anti-inflammatory compounds called EPA. It's a, it's it's what it uh, it gets converted into in the body, and EPA is an anti-inflammatory compound, so it, it prevents inflammation in the body. So. When it comes to to oils, a lot of the oils, like vegetable oils, are actually quite pro-inflammatory. Mm. You know, like normal vegetable oils, mm. you know, are, can uh, stimulate um, the uh, the um, prostaglandin series two, which is inflammatory, right? Mm. So, um, flaxseed contains. Um, it gets translated into a into EPA, not as well as fish oil. But uh, is what what I've uh, researched, but it does get converted into EPA, which reduces inflammation. So it's anti-inflammatory. What I like to do is I like to blend them, buy them fresh. There's nothing worse than uh, when the oil is rancid, you know. So so you would um, blend. You you would blend flaxseed and fish oil. Oh no, just well, you can blend them in a blender to make powder. So you break up the seeds so that you can get the. The, the fiber component and the oils, you see. Ah. And so what I do is I just blend a small amount um, and then use it over one or two days and you, uh, you put it in your cereal or in your yogurt and then you're getting uh, the anti-inflammatory compounds, the EPA, but you're also getting things called lignans. And these lignans in are also plant chemicals. They are anti-cancer. So you can actually think of flaxseed as being anti-cancer food um, it's a very powerful anti-cancer food. Um, and then you get the very beneficial fibers from your flaxseed So when you, when you grind them. So it's fiber, it's anti-cancer properties and anti-inflammatory properties, which make it a very, very powerful um, medicinal food. This is excellent news. Okay, let's just take a quick break and then I'll take your calls. I see you calling through and I also see your voice notes. Um, you can call in on 0891-104-207. Here, there. And everywhere. 
SAFM 104.9 FM in Port Shepston. Thank you so much for staying with us. We are in conversation with Jean-Francois Sobieski, who's an ethnobotanist, and uh, he's going to take all the questions related to medicinal plants and, and how you can use food, for instance, to heal you. Uh, so let's just take the voice notes that have come through. Jean, let me just go through to a voice note before I, I, I continue the conversation with you. Good afternoon. Uh, I would like to know if one can take flax seeds and mix with uh, rolled oats and sesame seeds and uh, uh, all other seeds and eat them as a breakfast. Uh, please advise. I think it's a very nice question and I would do that yes. to John. Yes. Okay, so very nice question. So I always advocate diversity, Pamela, you know, in diets and in life. So when people mix things in their cereal, that's perfect. So sesame seeds, cranberries, what, you know, and flaxseed is perfect. The one thing about worth mentioning about flaxseeds, you know, people, you know, things aren't always good for everybody, depending on what condition they've got. You know what uh. I mean? So um, flaxseeds or any small seeds, if someone has a condition called diverticulitis, which is the inf- inflammation and infection of the villi in the small intestine, right? It's very painful digestive condition. You don't you don't, it's not recommended to take any small seeds. So even anything with a small seed. So flax seeds are not recommended in that case, right? Okay. Um, but for healthy individuals, you know, without those kind of conditions, that kind of digestive system uh, disorder mm. or condition, it's fine to eat in your, in your diet. But something to bear in mind, it also, um, it, is a, it, it, is, it acts as a, it's a, as a bulking agent, as a natural laxative. So... Uh. You don't want to, you rather take it, a small amount in your porridge is fine, but if you take a substantial amount, just be, be aware that it's going to possibly slow down the absorption of other medications if you're taking medications oh, or I other see. supplements because it's, it's, a, it's like psyllium husk fiber. Okay. You know, it swells with water and then it can slow down absorption. So I would, I would suggest if you're going to take the actual ground uh, flaxseed, then small amounts like a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon in your in your porridge is, is fine. But if you take large amounts, be aware as a laxative, I would say take it one and a half hours before or after meals, you know, on an empty stomach, in other words. Mm. So, so you've just yeah. spoken about other medicines, but would that also yes. then interfere with other absorption of vitamins from food? Well, that's what I'm saying. It all depends on the amount. If you put like um, a teaspoon of unground flax seeds in your porridge, mm. that's fine. It's not going to be a problem. But if you take, let's say, two tablespoons of ground flax seed with a medication, you bear in mind that that flax seed is going to bulk up and be a bulking laxative, you know, a bulker, a fiber mm. bulker. So it could slow down the absorption of that medication. So what I'm saying is that if you're going to take a large amount as a laxative, rather take it an hour after your meal or before your meal, just to be, just to give each its own space, so to speak, you know? So yeah. then to the question the person sent is that you yes. would advise not. So in other words, you wouldn't create a granola of flax seeds. No, no. So I would say like a teaspoon for him, like a teaspoon or two in his porridge is fine. I'm speaking about people who are going to use it in larger amounts, let's yes. just say a yeah. tablespoon yes. to two tablespoons as actual laxatives, um, that's then you should rather use after your meals, an hour after your meal. So any normal, any person who's just using it as a food, as a medicine, mm-hmm. then small amounts like a teaspoon, 
in your porridge is 100% fine. But if you're talking larger amounts uh, for a specific uh, purpose, so quite a few people use it as a natural laxative, which is great because it doesn't um, destroy the the digestive system's ability to 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 work. Um, I think, I think, just take it, I think John, he, he's asking about, so from what I'm hearing him say, he, he would yeah. mix ingredients like flaxseed in equal yeah. amounts as, for instance, oats or whatever. So he yes, would yes. kind of create Perfect. like a granola, not necessarily for yes. a laxative yes. effect, but as yes, in exactly. create a, a fancy, a fancy kind yes. of a, a muesli. Yes. So it wouldn't be advisable. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm hearing. No, no, it w- it will. It's it's fine to make a granola out of it. In other words, okay. Except- not complicated. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> let me go quickly to another voice note. I think that we've got another voice note. Okay. Great. Uh, interesting topic, Pamela. Uh, keep up the good work, especially when it comes to the health side of things. Um, people look up. Dr. Kandri, he was the president of the Heart Association in United States. Uh, Flexit, it's it's good. I like I like I like your cast. He's, he's, he's leaning towards natural. Flexit has got what is called lectins, the defensive mechanisms of plants. Uh, that lectin is very very dangerous, people. Uh, yeah, just 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 can can your cast uh, uh, at least say he will look he will look that side of things up when it comes to lectins. Thank you. All right. Um, I don't, I mean, I think you've kind of addressed that, John. Do you want to ex- expand on that? Yeah, no, that's a different compound. And um, lectins are different to lignans. Lignans are L-I-G-A-N-S, which are anti-cancer compounds, which is great. Lectins are something different. I, I from all my research in, 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 in the nutritional field, I haven't seen them highlight a danger of the lectins in linseed. So linseed is also known as flaxseed. So a lot of people think they're different things, but they're the same thing. But I'll have to look it up that. I don't know the answer to that because I haven't seen any reports of lectins being a problem in flaxseed. Okay. So... Yeah, I'd have to do the research. I'll do the research right. on that. Yeah. All right. Tem- Temba, thank yeah. you so much for being so patient. You're calling from Rustenburg. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Pimelo. How are you and your guests? I'm well, thank you. Thank Hello. you for your question. Um, you want to ask about Good. garlic and ginger, Temba? Yes, I want to ask about garlic and ginger. I'm not very, very sure as to what is it that it helps, but I like taking it. You know, I put it in tea every time I have tea or coffee. I just start it into the... But I'm not very sure as to the usefulness of it. What, what does it work, actually, okay. the two of them? John, you know, Temba may not have heard that episode where yes. you were talking about it. Just a recap quickly for Temba, please. Okay, so so uh, g- uh, ginger is an, a natural anti-inflammatory. So it's um, it's an antiviral. It's antibacterial. It it, stimu- um, it stimulates uh, digestion, and um, so it's a multi it's a multi-purpose medicinal plant. Um, it's used a lot to fight digestive system infections. So if you get a stomach bug after eating some some strange food or you know something uh, and you feel like you're having diarrhea, etc., um, the antibacterial compounds and the antimicrobial compounds in ginger is an actual medicine that you can then slice up the ginger, make a tea, drink the tea, and eat the ginger all of it, and then it'll kill that those bad bacteria. So it's a very good universal medicine. It's used for improving your digestive ability. It's, it's good for clearing um, pathogens from the digestive system. And very, very importantly, it's got very high amounts of zinc. So indirectly, 
zinc, and we can talk about this another, on another uh, show, another time, that zinc stimulates the immune system to kill viruses and bacteria. So it helps the immune system. So it helps many, many systems. And then the, um, the garlic. Mm-hmm. Now, the garlic is, um, it's, it's basically, you can think of garlic as heart food. Um, the sulfur compounds of, of, of garlic, like allicin, help to vasodilate, so they keep your arteries uh, dilated and uh, blood flow good. Um, and they help to lower cholesterol, and they help to um, fight infection. So it's it's a really good. Um, it helps the the heart, you know, blood circulation in the body. So it's a fantastic plant to if you get high, if you have high cholesterol, to regulate your cholesterol and help to, um, relax the the. The, the, the arteries, um, the blood flow, helps the blood flow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, here is a question from someone called Roy on Twitter who says, good afternoon, what, you, what can you take to make your skin not to age quickly in terms of herbs? Not My skin is aging so quickly, I'm not sure why. Thank you so much. It's a mm. guy, hey? It's a guy asking this. Yes, yes. No, sure. Everybody, everybody wants to, to, to keep healthy and keep mm. um, longevity. Yeah. Um, so that is a it, it, it's um, it's a question that that the answer is is a, is a holistic answer in terms of you want to prevent um, oxidation in your body. So this comes again to inflammation. So when we when we eat burnt food, um, we are and we eat foods with preservatives like nitrates, okay, and all these or any additional like, substance that is can be seen as a pollutant, um, it wears our system down. So if you can think about it, uh, Pimelo and the listeners like this, that anything that prevents inflammation in your body will keep your tissues um, well fun- um, protected. And of course, if you, you need to provide your body with all the essential substances that, um, that keep your organ systems healthy. Your liver must be healthy so it can process toxins. Because if, if you think about the liver as a filter, if your filter is dirty, your whole swimming pool, like a, I always use a swimming pool analogy, if, if your swimming pool pump is dirty, mm-hmm. then your whole you know, system gets, your whole pool gets mm-hmm. dirty. So mm-hmm. if you keep your liver healthy, um, toxins can be processed properly by the body and excreted properly. So you need your vitamin A, C, E, zinc and selenium for tissue integrity, keeping your body healthy. But there's something that's like ringing in my mind to say to listeners, this is where fasts come in very, very importantly. When you fast, and I remember one radio station actually made jokes of fasts once, you know, and like, oh, it's so funny, and, and showed the lack of, uh, showed a bit of ignorance. But the point of fasting is that when you don't put food down your, down your, into your stomach, your body uses the energy it would have to digest food to keep the system clean mm-hmm. and to detox the system. So when you detox regularly by fasting, by short fasts, you're actually saving your, your body days and, and eventually, if you do it regularly, years of wear and tear. Tell me, so Jean. It's really, really, really good. Just, just for technicality reasons, what would constitute a fast? How many hours would constitute a fast? No, uh, um, Pimelo, usually um, like mild fast. So mm-hmm. we, we're talking days, not, not hours. Um, yes. We're talking about three to four days uh, where you don't actually take solids in. You might eat them. Um, the Russians are very fond of um, red grape fast. So they actually have clinics where they, where they just give people red grapes to eat uh, or the juice. Yeah. And then basically no solid food. And then that what, what happens is that the body actually gets 
the um, the compounds, the red compounds from the grapes, which helps to add, as an oxidant, antioxidant. But the point is that if when you don't take any solid foods for a few days, your body goes into the opposite. It goes into filtering the system, you know, backwashing. <laughs> if you use the, the swimming pool analogy again. Yes. So then you start backwashing the system, cleaning the filter out. And this is what a lot of people don't, we don't do it because we're so used to eating all the time, eating and, you know, listening to our cravings for food. But if people die fast, they will have longevity. You know, they will promote longevity for themselves. Okay, so... The French yeah. do the red, the red uh, grape juice or r- red grapes themselves. What would you then suggest somebody takes if they want to go into those uh, two, two to yeah, it, You get different types of, of fast. Some, Pinello, sometimes people, they just drink um, lemon juice uh, or, 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 or a juice. Some people have just um, half a fruit a day. Other people do dry fast. They call them dry fast. So... It's just water. People just take water for three, four days. I know a, a friend in Durban who actually does it so regularly, and he's like in his 70s, but you would not think he's in his 70s. He looks like he's in his 40s or 50s. You know? <laughs> so, but he does this regularly. Like once a month, he will do. He will take no food, and he will just eat a small amount. I mean, he won't eat much. He will, he will just drink water for two, three days. But the problem with that, it's a whole thing. You have to be very sure that you're fit enough and healthy mm-hmm. enough to do a fast because it can be dangerous for some people mm-hmm. to, to do that. You know okay. what I mean? You have to know if there's underlying conditions. So yes. rather, if people contact, you know, if contact me or people like me to discuss what type of fast they need yes. because you don't want a, a, a diseased person to do a fast because yeah. they will, it will be detrimental. Who's, who's yeah. got low blood pressure or... Exactly, you know, all of exactly. Okay. Um, a yeah. quick one, uh, we're running out of time. A quick one around a mouth ulcers. What would you suggest somebody takes? Um, mouth ulcers, you can... Uh, there's a, you know myrrh, you know, a myrrh is a resin from a tree actually. A mm-hmm. myrrh makes a really good um, mouthwash. It, it actually was used in the Middle East as a as a classic. Uh, it's a classic medicine for for oral disinfection. Um, but um, I remember once in the health shop I was working, somebody was saying, you know, not to give them a colorant for, that can color the teeth. You know, a mouthwash. So I would say things like um, even we were going to talk about. I don't think we have time. We might not have time. I don't know. But the aloe vera. So the mm-hmm. aloe vera. The aloe. Um, the crystals, mm-hmm. aloe lump mm-hmm. crystals, they're yes. very, very disinfectant um, for for skin surfaces. So what people can do is they can actually make a, um, they can boil a little bit of the crystal of the aloe crystal, really? and then and use it as a mouthwash. But be careful of how much you if you I wouldn't recommend just swallowing the <laughs> aloe lump too much because then you'll have a drastic a laxative effect. But it can be used, hey, the aloe lump can be used to boil it. for the mouth, mouth, yeah, mouth ulcers. It's a very powerful disinfectant. In fact, traditional healers, um, they burn the, um, the, the aloe leaf and they, the, the ash of that aloe leaf they use for STI, for, store, for sores. So and I, there I, is a rationale, there's a rationale in that because the, they, they contain very powerful antiviral, antibiotic, uh, antimicrobial properties. That's those those. Um, Th- those are the leaves. Eh? That's that's yeah, the leaf. exactly. So so you exactly. know the crystal. I mean, I know that you can literally suck on it, but I, you can't suck on it for a long time because it's. I mean, yeah. it's quite a, a taste. Yeah, it's, very bitter. it's yeah, it's quite a taste. But I didn't know that you can actually you, you would you would boil it. So yeah, you can pour a little bit of boiling water onto a crystal. So usually the recommended mm. dose, from what I remember, but again, just That's you have to taste the smaller, mm. uh, test the smallest amount possible, yes. and then build up. But a matchstick 
head's worth. Yeah. You pour a little bit of boiling water and then you can just crush it, you know, with a spoon in the glass and then make sure it's dissolved. Then you can either use that as a mouthwash or drink okay. it for um, for mm. its uh, laxative effect. But the thing is, with time, mm. just like senna, those things can make the bowel sluggish. So, you know, you okay. don't allow the, the body to do its natural yeah. uh, rhythm. So then you start, it starts becoming counterproductive for yeah. long term. That's why food, um, pinello like flaxseeds, are really natural. They help the body to, to you know, the, the system as a natural laxative without those kind of effects oh. uh, in the long term. So, you know, diversity is important. Maybe aloe lump for two, three days if in a acute case, but don't use it regularly. It's not a good thing regularly to, to have laxatives generally. You know? So are you now saying you, would, you wouldn't use the aloe regularly, that that's a crystal one or just in general? Yes, the crystal, yeah. No, there's or, no or way Senna, you, you know, could... Some people, they use it for months and months all the time. But then you have to rather look at the underlying cause of the constipation. So usually it's a nervous system problem. In Chinese medicine, it's often, um, it's a whole story. You have to look for the underlying condition instead of symptomatically, you know, taking taking a laxative. That's going to have give you problems on the digestive system eventually. So, right? so, so the quick question, I mean, so is it only for laxative effects or is it, is it, does it have other properties? I mean, there's a no, lot so of the out aloe, there. You know, aloe is an amazing food uh, plant, um, tonic plant, uh, food. Um, yeah. Pimelo. There's two parts of aloe. And uh, when I'm talking about aloe, I talk about aloe vera. Yes. Um, so when you slice a, a leaf of the aloe vera, that gel inside, mm-hmm. that is a very super powerful nutrient-dense food. Mm-hmm. What you can do is you can slice the outside part with mm-hmm. the yellow laxative parts, mm-hmm. which is the crystal, which becomes a crystal mm-hmm. when you dry it. But if you slice the, 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 the gel yeah. inside the gel comp- um, part of the leaf, mm-hmm. you can just uh, slick it down the throat and then it's incredibly good for healing, for healing the digestive system as a tonic. Uh, it's got lots of minerals, polysaccharides, uh, glycoproteins so, which help the immune system it's jam packed with stuff so that, so that aloe vera yes. water that people are selling any good? well it's gel gel so they make it into a gel um, or they put it into beverages and you know see, you see chunks of the aloe vera gel in there the Koreans love that you know the Korean beverages <laughs> so um, that is a very good nutritional food and it's very very good for acidity it's very good for healing ulcers internal ulcers, stomach ulcers. But then the other uh, part of the aloe vera plant is that those yellow bitters, which what they do is they cut the leaves, they put them in a circle, and they dig a hole in the ground in the cape, you know, Mm -hmm. it's an old-fashioned way, Mm -hmm. and they put a black bag, and then they collect all that sap, um, Mm. all the the bitter compound, Mm. the bitter part, and then they dry that into the crystals, which is the laxative. So you get the laxative component of the aloe vera Mm -hmm. just beneath the surface of the leaf, Mm -hmm. and then the gel. The gel is used for wound healing. It's very good for... For very bad burns, they're using it in. Uh, they use it in, in various countries for for burn treatments. Um, it's wound healing. It's tissue healing. Um, so you can use it. That's why it's always in cos- cosmetics. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. Let's do yeah. this again next week. Thank you, Jean. Thank yeah, you very, wonderful. very much. Thanks, Tamela. Thank you, Jean Francois Sobieski is an ethnobotanist, and he can be found at www.phytoalchemy.co.za. Two o'clock. Let's go to Utsila Sago for the latest in SABC News.